This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. Touchdown! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBook. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Vice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning, and the squad is in the studio. My partner in grind, the statistician at Josh Jordan 975, which is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan! What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. I'm ready to get this thing rocking, but before we get there, before we get to the best, before we get to the fantasy goodness, before we get to the uh, the funnies and everything else we got, we got to get behind the glass, rocking it from 10 to noon every single Sunday on Twitch for all you lady listeners out there. And of course, the radio is where you can find them on Twitter. Andrew! Good morning, guys. All I need to say is thank God for cheers. That's all I'm going to say today. <laughs> little turnt last night, huh? Had some fun last night. All right. There I'd we like go. To hear that. There we go. We're, we might have to get into this. <laughs> we might have to get into this. But the phone lines are open. If you had some fun last night or you are getting up this morning and you had cheers and you're saying, hey, I'm feeling good, but I'm ready for some winners. I need to win in my fantasy league. It's getting to the nitty gritty, right? It's getting towards the end. You're starting to look at playoff seating. You're saying, I need a win today. Yeah. Josh, I need something. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. You can text us at that same number. Watch us on Twitch. All our work over at SportsMap. No doubt about it. Give it to SportsMap, Fantasy Rankings, Bookie Busters, all your plays there. And then you take them to my bookie, and that's how you make money. That's how we do it here on Sundays. So we got some more teams on bye weeks this week, Jerry. So you're right. This is coming down to that trying to make the the playoff stretch for your fantasy team you're having to play some guys that maybe you're not comfortable playing because of the bye weeks this is what wins you leagues this time of year and that's what we're here for so last show or actually the last few shows we've been in the show with a few people on hold so yeah don't wait to the last moment or it always takes one person to call and then everyone follows behind that go ahead and open a open it up if you have anything fantasy if you have anything to get off your chest a bad beat from yesterday that's what this show's for it's built just for that not just to hammer you with the hometown team you know we're gonna do that because it's a big game today yeah. we're gonna do a couple of segments of that but we want to give we have a lot of listeners all over the nation really because with the bookie bus movement and everything we have with money line in the fantasy plays and josh does real well on his wa- waiver wire stuff we have people listening from all over the country on on the stream so in that case we have to touch a little bit of all the markets so this is the show for that make sure you get the calls in 713-780-3776 but the big game here in town and let's go ahead and get all over that yeah. and not just in town but overall on the slate texans ravens this is what we've been waiting for man this is Deshaun's chance to to go up against Lamar Jackson and prove he's the better quarterback. And I mean, as far as AFC standings, the Texans need this game to to keep up and possibly get a bye. I mean, that would be incredible. I mean, imagine if they actually had a bye and we got a home game here in Houston for a chance for the AFC championship game. Like that's what they need to do. That's how they need to do it. 
And you're going to have to go through some tough teams here. you got to go through the Ravens and then the Colts. Quick turnaround on Thursday. So hopefully nobody gets too banged up because they got to play again pretty quick. And then you got the Patriots after that. This is the stretch right here. When you opened up the season schedule with the team schedule when they first were released, this is the part of the schedule you circled. Yeah. This is the part you knew with the travel to London when you come back, getting staying on pace. We didn't know what they would be at this point, but – they're, I think it, they're over-exceeding expectations in my eyes to what I had them at this point. I didn't know that they would be, I guess, in the spot they are right now coming into – you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's what the AFC has going on overall with the quarterbacks, with the injuries. I don't know what it is, but they've over-exceeded expectation thus far in my eyes. I mean, it's gone perfectly with Foles getting hurt. What was it, the first game of the year? Andrew and then, Luck retired. Andrew Luck retires. You have – I mean, but Mariota I already lost the job. And I don't want to take anything away <laughs> yeah. from them, though, because somehow, you know, the talk coming into the year was offensive line, defensive backs. Well, they sharpened up the offensive line as much as they could, could, right? They yeah. they made moves. But then the defensive backs, it's still there. And every week it seems like it's musical chairs because there's been so many injuries. That's That's the issue. So we'll see if... After the bye week, if everybody's healthy, they're going to need Roby. They're going to need all their corners, Lonnie Johnson. They'll need these guys in Gibson. It's important because they don't have a great pass rush, so they got to be able to cover. But what's important today is going to be staying focused on running lanes, not yeah. actually trying to, I don't think, get to the quarterback. Don't get me wrong. We want the sack, obviously, but sure. not exactly getting to the quarterback, but making him to where you he doesn't know where his lane's going to be open, which will make him have to stay in that pocket rather than letting him know and making him. Because last thing you want is Lamar Jackson in that open field. Yeah, and man, with Hollywood Brown, looks like he's going to play. I mean, you know, he's similar to T.Y. Hilton in that he's kind of a speed merchant, you know, and those are the guys that give the Texans trouble. So that worries me a little bit today is, you know, Hollywood Brown getting behind the secondary. So we'll see, man. I'm. It's funny. A lot of the national people think maybe the Texans are going to get blown out in this game. I don't have that feeling at all. Like, I, I think this is going to be a good close football game. What do you think, Jerry? Four and a half is the spread. Yeah. 51 and a half the over under. It's gone higher, but now it's kind of leveling off because when weather gets thrown into it, and if you want to check that out, our guy Steven over at Sports Map has all the weather you need. Yep. All the weather updates, excuse me. Um, the wind's going to be blowing. Yeah. Now, we know that the Ravens are a predominantly running team, but it's still a little scary. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then. You know, maybe that does limit Marquise Brown, you know, catching those balls downfield if, you know, the, the wind's going to blow it around. So that might actually help the Texans in that aspect. It'll be interesting. Andrew, have we seen yet if Will Fuller's going to play? Isn't it still he didn't kinda, travel. He didn't travel? So he's definitely not going to play. Gotcha. So no Will Fuller this week. Back to leaning on Kenny Stills and obviously Hopkins. Man, that was the thing with Fuller, man. I was really hoping he would be back because they're just a different offense with him on the field. And it, having the extra body out there because the defensive backs in Baltimore right now are yeah. studs. If you really just read those defensive backs, they're all monsters. And you ask yourself, how's this going to work out? Because we like to say DeAndre Hopkins is matchup proof, but they're going to make sure they have him circled on their defensive tactics today and how they're going to approach it. So – 
wh- how do the Texans approach this game? Is it going to be because we saw them in that in that Jacksonville game? They were milking the clock all the way down. When I, I watched it again, and they were hiking the ball inside the ten inside ten seconds the whole time. So it was mostly a hey. But don't get me wrong. Maybe the game plan was we don't fear the other side that much. We can keep. But what happens if Baltimore goes out there and goes up seven zero very fast? It, it, that that goes out. The game script has to change. Yeah, it, I think this is going to be a game where it's going to be on Deshaun. You know, he's going to have to use his legs a little bit and make some plays, and you know, just kind of extend some plays so that guys can get open because the corners are good. So I think it's a big Deshaun game. What's great for Texans fans is Deshaun's usually really good in these games when he goes against Russell Wilson. He goes against Tom Brady, and you know, usually Deshaun's really good. So I think we're going to see a good Deshaun today, and. We put a little video on Sports Map of the last time they played each other in college, and it was an exciting game where Watson ended up winning. So they've played before, just not in the pros. But uh, I think it's going to be a big Deshaun game. And we're going to get into every fantasy aspect of this game in the next few segments. But one that I want to talk about just as far as not even just fantasy or, or anything, just how much is your trust in Carlos Hyde right now with the fumbling right now and in a game that's going to be so close and in a game that's going to be a, a lot of balls going to be run and they're going to need to, to trust that. Yeah. It's becoming a problem. It is, but I mean, who else are they going to go to? I know they have Duke Johnson, but he's not the type of running back that is just going to, he averages yeah. 7.9 touches a game. So we know his, his role is established in this, yeah. in this offense. And not to say that they're going to shy away from him, uh, Hyde, but that's four fumbles in the last five games. Two of them were lost. And one of them was him just not switching the ball to the right hand and just kind of making a mistake there. Against the Ravens, that'll cost you, man. I mean, they're the more things change, the more they stay the same. The Ravens are pretty good on defense pretty much every year. You can bank on that. And they've gotten better as the season's gone along. Especially on the backside because they're getting healthy. And yeah. then they've added people. But... On the ground, 4.56 yards per carry, they can be had there. And that's what kind of scares me as far as the over-under because if the Texans can keep this game within three points or even have the lead, are they going to start leaning on the run or or are they just going to go punch for punch? Let's do this because I don't know if that's their best path to victory. No, that makes sense. And, I mean, that number's 51.5 right now. It's moved a little bit. But – that's the thing with O'Brien, right? It's these are these big games when you need your coach to to step up and make those important decisions in crucial times of the game. Know when to maybe play it a more conservative or know when to you know press it to the floor and go for it. And that's what we've seen with Bill O'Brien, right? Is you know he's going up against Harbaugh today. He's a good coach. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, you know, and it you know Frank Reich he's hasn't done well against him. He's a good coach. And then you're going to go against Belichick the next week. So maybe we should be highlighting like this is a, a time to really look at Bill O'Brien and how he matches up against these good coaches when it matters most. This is the stretch of the season that that, that can change everything. And today, if you look at pretty much any matchup out there, I think the biggest discrepancy in coaching would be in this matchup, you would yeah. think, Harbaugh-O'Brien. So that's something also to, to keep in, in mind in a game that's supposed to be close. Who do you trust? And that's why a lot of people are, are leaning on Harbaugh, and that's why the public and, and people outside the national media are leaning on Lamar Jackson. But, that again, that's when I like to attack against them so if you got any thoughts about this game or if you got any wishful thinking the lines are open for you 713-780-3776 we'd like to hear from you if you any predictions hey the lines are open for that but as far as me 
the gambling aspect, I'll have a, a way to attack this game a little bit later this, on during the show. We'll have a lot to get on this. Maybe some props, but it's tough. It's a tough game, but what this a win can do today for that locker room going forward, and don't get me a lot of people are talking about Watson betting him to win the MVP. At about six or seven to one, check this out. He would have to win the next three games, I would think, to even be considered, right? All yep. three of them to even be considered up there. So if you parlay all the next three games, you can get about nine and a half, almost 10 to one. You're gaining a, bit, a, a bunch of value. So a lot of yep. people are out there saying, man, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to press Watson because if he goes off today and he goes off against Indianapolis and if he beats the Patriots, he's going to be a, a MVP contender. But you're only getting six and a half, seven to one at some spots. Do it the opposite way and then you won't have your money tied up for the rest of the year. Hit him this week, next week, and the following week because he would have to win all three regardless to even be considered and your money wouldn't be tied up until the end of the year and you're getting paid more. That's how you find angles and that's what we do here every single sunday morning we try to make it easy phone lines are open 713-780-3776 it's money line espn 975 Texas tatted on my arm. Got used to know my back. Cause I love the city I'm from. Hands up if you feel like You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Get your fantasy questions in. Get your gambling questions in. Anything your gambling heart desires, that's what we're here for. At Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. We are talking Texans, Ravens. That's the talk around not just this town, but around the NFL because the MVP candidates, two of the top three guys, are going head-to-head today. And it'll have big implications going forward. The last segment, we touched a little bit on how to bet it. If you think that Watson still has a chance to get the MVP award, how to bet it, how to get maximum value out of that bet, go ahead and check us out on Podcast Arena. Anything that you miss after the show, it's going to be loaded up. Go ahead and check that out and make sure that you get everything as far as my plays on Bookie Busters because I'll be updating it, and it's always presented by the good guys over at my bookie always updated throughout the day it'll have all types of plays all types of live plays halftime plays props whatever it is i'll be posting on sports map no doubt about it and this uh this coming thursday for the texans game we're going to be out or at least i'm going to be out at a at a brewings jerry so come hang out with me hang out for the hang out for the game we're going to watch texans colts it's going to be awesome and, and you need to go over to Brewings, too, because they have great deals, man. Like, on Sundays, they have 30 boneless wings for seventeen ninety nine. That's what I like I to mean, get every time that we go. Yeah, every time we go, that's the best. And that can feed, like, two people. That's a lot of stuff. So, you know, definitely come hang out with me. We're going to be out there and humble at the Brewings, watch the Texans Colts. And then for every Texans home game, Jerry and I broadcast from a different Brewing. So if you guys want to come out 
and you know, check out the show, watch it live. We'll talk some gambling. We'll talk some fantasy football. Just go to ESPN 97.5's Facebook page. It has all our events, all the brewings that are up there. So, you know, maybe we'll be at the brewings that's on your side of town. You can come hang out with us. So definitely get over to brewings. Get over there today. Watch the game, man. Watch the Texans. It's going to be a big game. Texans, Ravens, eat some wings, drink some beer. Head on over to brewings. Now, let's get back to the Ravens-Texans. How are you looking at this from a fantasy aspect? Man, this is a tricky one. I'm, you know, I, I rank DeAndre Hopkins a little lower than I typically do just because I'm, I'm worried about him today. The Ravens have a really good you know, set of corners. They have three of them. And you know, now we know Will Fuller's not playing, so he's not going to take the heat off him. Kenny Stills has been okay, but kind of up and down. You know, maybe it's a, a Duke Johnson kind of game. You know, I'm like, I'm thinking that might be the case. Or like you said, with Carlos Hyde, they are giving up, what, four and a half yards a carry, yeah. the Ravens. So they're going to have to lean on something. Yeah, they're going to have to lean on something. So, and I don't know about you. Let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Does Hopkins seem a little different or are they just using him different to where he really just feels like a kind of a move the chains possession receiver right now? And that's what he is. But I think it's also the way teams are playing him. And that's why that number two receiver is so important for the Houston Texans. Yeah. That number two wideout is extremely important because what it does to help Hopkins. Now, when you have a secondary that's loaded, Earl Thomas, Jimmy Smith, Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Brandon Carr. I mean, that's like their fourth. Listen to those things. I'm going to say them one time. Check this out. Earl Thomas, Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, and Brandon Carr are all on that secondary. Uh, That's scary. It is. So it's going to have to be. You wonder if it's maybe a Fells game. You know, maybe they get the ball to him. That is it right there. You nailed it. I'm glad you said that because that's one of the guys that's going to get it. And that's who Watson looks for now. And it's going to be a a kind of a funnel type of defense. Everything on the outside is going to be covered. Deep is going to be covered. So he's going to have to utilize that, that middle of the field. And he's been, you know, kind of touchdown or bust, but he's been scored. I think he had one catch in that Jags game, but it was for a touchdown. So for fantasy, you know, Fells is a guy, if you're kind of desperate, you can use him. And, yeah, he might be a guy that Deshaun goes to today. Check this out. He's tied in red zone targets. This is Fells with Hopkins, nine. Targets inside the 10-yard line, four. He's a big guy, too. He's like six seven, so he's great for the you know the red zone. If you know that he's looking for him and you know that other teams are trying to take away Hopkins, when you see that ball go in that red zone, you better be sure that that's where he's looking. Yeah, and that's why I'm okay with trying to start him today because, I mean, tight end is ugly after, like, the first four or five guys. Exactly. You know, so at least Fells, he's a good red zone presence, and Deshaun's looking for him, man. And it goes back to what we all talk about every year going into the season. We spoke about it last year. Tight end's ugly already. Yeah. Imagine all those guys that overdrafted once you thought you had your two receivers and I got a quarterback and I got my running back one and and then I have a bench player and then you're thinking well I need a tight end so I might as well draft a tight end in the eighth or ninth round and that tight end's probably not even on your roster right now think about that yeah so don't use that uh, while in the eighth or ninth round people were drafting one Lamar Jackson think (laughs) think about that right now Someone out there has got a tight end that's not even on their squad while some in that same round, Lamar Jackson, was drafted. Let's go over to the HRMP listener line real quick. We got Seth, and he has a fantasy question. Seth, what's going on? You're on Moneyline. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, quick question. I've got uh, Mike Evans as my wide receiver one. Has a nice matchup today with Marcus Lattimore being out. Um, I've also got Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston on my team. 
With Deshaun having a tough defensive matchup today and the possibility of it being run heavy, do you see there being value in possibly starting Winston over him to double down on those points? Uh, let me know what y'all think. I, I think they're really close in the rankings, but I, I would still roll with Deshaun. Like, Jameis just worries me, man. Like, out of nowhere, he can throw four picks. And I, I know the Saints are down Lattimore this week, but in general, they're still a good defense. So, know? yeah, and – and so it's it's getting we always talk about getting too cute, right? Yeah. But and now if you're looking at ceiling, who can have one of those monstrous games here? I think that Winston's more liable to have it, but I think Watson is more secure if that makes sense because yeah. you add in his rushing. Now, if we look at Winston against Dennis Allen led units, he finished as the quarterbacks fourteen, number ten, and number three. The last time they played. So what happens with Lattimore missing? Because whenever we try to target the Saints secondary, we always try to target one P.J. Williams. Yep. So now, if you look at the way they're going to have to play it, P.J. Williams might have to go outside to Mike Evans. So if he has to do that, then it's going to be that uh, it's going to be uh, it'd be what Eli Apple and uh, Chauncey Johnson, that uh, rookie in the slot Chauncey Johnson would be in the slot so it'd be a Godwin game as well which again that's this is all per se and we know that what Winston can be and if we look at both defensive units they both can stop the run they can it's just for me he has he's already starting Mike Evans so I wouldn't want to double down on Jameis and Mike Evans just you know it's a you know especially when you have Deshaun Watson and I feel like if the Texans are going to do anything and have a chance in this game they're gonna have to score some points maybe look at your matchup right now and look at and i hate i'm not a projection guy go off projection but look at hey is am i projected to lose today do i need to be looking for ceiling do i look for my ceiling here do i you know is mike evans is my ceiling here do i need to to go for the ultimate because right. maybe on thursday night you had someone that didn't perform then you might do that or what if on thursday night they had a guy that underperformed so now you don't need to take that risk so now you can take the risk in Jameis, but not playing Jameis by having them evans and you could still be safe while having watson so it depends what happened thursday it depends what, every situation is different but but like like Josh says, and I agree as far as that, as far as being safe, mm-hmm. it's Watson. You know what you can get. And, and if you'd hate to sit him down in a game where we know that they can get going back and forth. And what happens if that goes down? Then you're going to be sitting on the sidelines while Winston Stone picks and eating crab legs. <laughs> but on the other end, you have what if the Saints come out mad and they start tossing around on that Bucks defense, which could very well happen on a defense that you can't run on. They're number one as far as DVOA against the run, the Bucks. So they're going to throw it. So what if the Saints open it up and then Winston comes back and he has to open it up against P.J. Williams? I can see a lot of bombs. Yeah, I, I could too. The good news is you're in a good spot whether you start Jameis or Deshaun this week. Let's talk about that game just in general. What do you think about overall – uh, the Saints at Bucks. I think this is like a, a get-right game for the Saints. You know, I mean, they were just awful against the Falcons last week. I don't think anybody saw that coming. A little post by Blues? Yeah, I, I think so. And they knew how bad the Falcons were, and, you know, maybe they took them a little lightly. But Brees had a lot of pressure in his face in that game. He really did. They usually play a lot better at home. So, But we know Tampa's secondary is just awful michael thomas will be the number uh, overall wide receiver one this week true or false true yeah yeah i think so too this is a bounce back game i think the saints have to get right they need to get right yep and 
what better way to do it against a secondary like that? What do you think about the tight end position? Because Jared Cook seems to be popping up on a lot of radars. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy, I put him in my waiver wire column, you know, he's a guy, but the problem is, is he's owned in like 74% of leagues, so he's not widely available, but he caught six balls for 74 yards last week coming back from that injury, so, you know, he's a guy you can look at, and what was interesting, O.J. Howard, remember we talked about it on the show, and OJ, OJ. remember, and he, he had the best game of his season, he scored a touchdown, I think he caught four balls, so we talked about it, like, if you are desperate, you know, you can play O.J. Howard. Because I believe he was going against that Cardinal secondary, which we know is terrible against tight ends. So we said, you know, if, if there's ever a week to start him, this is the week. And sure enough, O.J. Howard came through. So let me ask you, Jerry, is this just a, you know, a flash in the pan or is, or they? it looks like they were trying to use him a little more, which is encouraging. And he's been uh, coming on and off, had some injuries and maybe it's getting some time to get going. But, you know, when you have a tight end and, and you're uh, uh Turnover-prone quarterback, that's usually like one of your safety blankets. Yeah. And, and we know what O.J. Howard can be uh, after the catch, his yaks, you know. So, yeah, if you have him on there, this is what you're hoping for. And yeah. One person that pops up to me on the New Orleans so on the New Orleans Saints is if you check out Bree's target distribution, Michael Thomas, 39, and then this huge drop-off to Kamara at 18, Murray, 17, then Cook, 15, right? Teddy Ginn, 13, and then you got Traquan Smith at five. Last week, Traquan Smith had a season-high 83% of the snaps. If he's the number two guy, I mean, Teddy Ginn's there, don't get me wrong, but if he has a chance to be in the wide receiver two on a bad secondary, all he needs is one big play, and he's basically, and and I'm talking about DFS-wise, I wouldn't say as far as uh, league or or season long, but... Traquan Smith is going to be on that field a lot today, and I think they're going to throw very often. He's a sleeper to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He's a good dart throw. If the matchup is set up for him, it makes a lot of sense. When we get back, we'll talk about a game that I have circled as far as an over-under. We'll talk about a few player props. We'll get into some of my bookie lines because there's money to be made today. There really is, and I have a teaser for all the people that involves Today's game with the home team. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com presented by my bookie live from the ESPN 97.5 studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. 713-780-3776. You can text us at that number as well. Any of your fantasy questions, anything you have gambling wise, that's what we're here for for the next few hours. But you know who's there to take those bets and to give you some good bonuses? That's none other than mybookie.ag. And why do we play there? Because it's the only place that you trust to pay you out on time, to actually take your bets 
And when you win, you get paid. And that's a big aspect of this game because I can't tell you how many times throughout the years that you've placed bets and whenever you celebrate and you're at the you're at Brewings buying drinks for everyone. You know I am and I'm over here being <laughs> frugal and before you know it, I spent three, four hundred bucks because I thought I won and then come around that Monday when you go to collect. So you end up spending money you probably didn't even have, you know what I mean? So going back to the way this goes, you go to my bookie, you open an up account, right? And this is what's going to happen. You're going to make your first deposit and they're going to match that deposit. So you're going to go into this, whether you're a seasoned veteran and betting and you say, man, I just need extra bullets. Or if you're a new guy and you're saying, man, I just want to start slow. I'm not trying to win a million. You know, I'm just trying to win a little bit of extra money. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go on a trip this next year. I'm trying to do something like that. Jerry, help us out. Help me out, Josh. I need some props. That's what you do. You go over to mybookie.ag. You put in that promo code radio. They're going to match you, your deposit. And then you get started and you start winning and you start calling into Moneyline and you start getting more fantasy advice. It's all a rotation. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie. No doubt about it. We're going to give you some plays to go to my bookie with. You've got a pretty good one that you teased a little earlier. When are you going to drop that one a little later in the show? As soon as we get, okay, first part of the teaser is going to be Texans at seven point teaser if you give me texas in 11 and a half i think this game is is within 11 and a half point yep. to be honest with you i have it pegged around ravens 27 28 ish and i'm hoping that the texans could get to 24 okay okay and that's where you get your 52 and it's, it gets to over it gets the texans cover and everyone's happy out there i'm sorry raven fan but <laughs> sorry not sorry you know yep um that's where the way I see the game panning out. Now, I was going to hit the Ravens team total yesterday, and it was 28.5 at plus money. Now that the weather is becoming a factor and it's becoming a topic of discussion, now I woke up this morning and it's at 27.5. Dropped the whole point Man. past that key number of four touchdowns, which is 28. And that makes me feel pretty good because I think that they can get four touchdowns. And I think that the Ravens will get off to early lead. I got a bet coming. But first, Let's get off to the HRP listener line again because we got Timothy and he has a fantasy question and we are about to make magic for you. What's going on, Timothy? Hey guys, great to hear you again. Was on last week. Y'all uh, gave me some advice on some quarterbacks, uh, but this week I got a flex question for you. Um, I got a good lineup, but I got three possible guys. I got Darren Fells, uh, Derek Fells for the Texans, uh, Pascal. And Adrian Peterson. I'm really feeling fails, but he's got the lowest projected points. What you guys think? You're only starting one of those three? Yeah. In, in the, you, you said one of the three in the in the flex spot, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. One of the three. God, I'd probably lean Adrian Peterson. What do you think, Jerry? I'd have either – Adrian Peterson or Pascal, it's and don't get me wrong, Fells can very well go out there and get a touchdown and five receptions and whatnot and sixty yards and and and, and I do have him painted as a sleeper, but he is just that a sleeper. When you look at the other guys, those are more of a a bottom baseline. They know you know where your where your baseline is with those guys, and when you have guys a a running back that is going to get fifteen touches, that's hard to pass up for a tight end that might get four catches. And then as far as Pascal, you know. 
that he's the number one wide, wide receiver yeah. over there right now. In a PPR, I'd probably go Pascal. In non-PPR, I'd probably go Adrian Peterson. Exactly. So make sure. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea, and, and, and you're not wrong thinking that way. But at the same time, uh, you ask yourself, is the risk worth the reward? And it goes back to what I said in the, in the last caller. Did, did, do you need upside? Do you, do you just need a few points? But at the end of the day, what are you really getting out of, okay, a, a, a mediocre game out of Fells, let's say, uh, where he gets in the end zone and, he, and, and say, 30 yards and two, two receptions? Yeah. What, what, what does Pascal have to do to get that? Five receptions, 70 yards, or, you know, five receptions, 80 yards, not even get in the end zone. So once you start measuring it out, Fells would have to have an extraordinary game for that to pay off. Yeah, I mean, he only caught one pass in the last game against the Jags. So, you know, he's he has a low floor. He's a little risky. It was for a touchdown, but it was one pass. Thanks for calling in, yep. Timothy. Good luck. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's kind of look around here. I'm kind of curious about what you think about this week's games. I'm going to start with this Dallas Cowboys game. They're playing Detroit, Jerry. About a seven-point spread here. Is there a play here? Do you like the Cowboys in this one? Yeah, the number's gotten away some, but I don't see how the Lions move the ball. And I think that the this is a Zeke Elliott smash spot. The, I think they're going to bleed. Uh, this is a double-digit game to me, honestly. Yeah. I'm using it as teaser material. You asked when am I going to drop that pick? Well, I'm going to – it's a Texas two-step. <laughs> We're going to go the Texas two-step. We're going to take the Texans at 11.5 on a seven-point teaser, and you're going to bring down the Cowboys to a pick em. Ooh, I like that. Okay, that's a good play there. So, so you're thinking a big Zeke Elliott game, right? Because Detroit, they really struggle against the run. Exactly, and I just think that once this game gets out of hand, Cowboys going to get up out of here with a win, and that's when Zeke starts smashing it down. And again, I think this is a you can you can use correlations in the DFS world, and one that people use uh, stacks. Uh, you know, the the basic one, the common ones, the wide receiver, quarterback, and but a lot you use is defense running back mm-hmm. and that's a, a widely used one because you would think that if the defense is is over exceeding projections and and that means your team hopefully has a lead then then they're liable to lean on the running game which gives you x amount more of touches if that makes sense so it's a small correlation but it's used gotcha what do you think about Dak prescott a lot of people have him top five in their rankings this week what do you expect from him today? Lions have served up top 12 fantasy scores to eight of the nine quarterbacks faced. You got to look for a bounce back spot. And when Dak Prescott, that's somebody that you have to build his confidence. If you're his coach, you ha- you know you, you have to build his confidence and you have to do it in spots like this where you have smash spots. So you can very well go out there and see Dak throwing up three touchdowns yeah. and, and getting his confidence going because last week, losing at home like that, it just – it didn't bode over well, and I think that this is, again, that's why I think that the the Cowboys are going to get right here. I don't see how the Lions move the ball, not to say that they don't have receivers, but how are you going to get the ball to those receivers? Yeah, I don't – not a good spot there for Detroit, so I'm with you on Dallas. We talked about this one a little bit earlier, New Orleans going to Tampa Bay. We kind of talked about it more from a fantasy angle. We love Michael Thomas this week. We talked about that. What do we think about – it's a five-point spread – Saints looking to get some redemption here after their you know performance last week against the Falcons. So what do you think? Saints getting five on the road. The number's a little a little tough, yeah. right? But five to me is a dead number either way. So it, uh, uh, can they cover four? To me, you know, is my question. Or is it going to be a do I do I want it to be at that six? You know, like where do I want this spread to be? To me, 
I see points. Yeah. 50. Either which way. Yeah, I see a lot of points. I see the Saints getting to that 30, 33 mark right around there. And I can't see Tampa not being able to throw the ball against P.J. Williams on the outside and against a rookie on the inside and Eli Apple out there. And we know that he's been boneheaded at times. So. Yeah. At, at that, using that frame of thought and knowing that the strength on both defenses is stopping the run and Tampa can stop the run. And I think this is a get right game for the Breeze. I think that Michael Thomas is going to be the number one wide out. That was a true for you. Yeah. Uh, I think that he will be the wide receiver one this week. I think Jared Cook gets going. I think this is a Breeze props over touchdowns to bet it over at my bookie. Um, I think this is a little bit of everything and using that, using that frame of thought and that theory where the Saints are going to have success. I think that the Bucks are going to have to chase leading me to the over I like it and that number's at about 50 so Jerry's leaning towards the over all right let's quickly hit this game before we go to break I wanted to talk about this it's Atlanta versus Carolina and why I wanted to talk about it I thought Kyle Allen was actually pretty good against the Packers in that loss last week you know I watched a lot of that game I ended up betting on that when I had Packers minus five and Boy, I was really gripping as that game came down to the end and McCaffrey was trying to punch it in and he didn't get in. But I thought I was impressed. I thought the quarterback play was better than I anticipated. What do you expect today from Carolina and Atlanta? Can can that offense carry over? Like I expected the Panthers kind of to be terrible on offense without Cam Newton, but that's really not the case. Do you think that Say the season ended today. Is Carolina good on quarterback in their eyes or are they still searching? I'm not going to give it to him on just one game, but I think he at least got their attention. And not even that yeah. game. I'm just saying overall. Like overall. Like, yeah, yeah, just overall. He's been a little up and down. I'm not going to say that they feel like they have the solution at quarterback, but I think he's playing good enough for them to kind of keep an eye on him and give him a shot. Cam never puts on a Panther helmet again. Well, I'm hearing that might actually be the case, yeah. And I don't even know if it's as much him or if it's just – you know, Cam ready to move on. I'm just asking for the for the way though, as far as just not even nothing to do with last week or anything. Just as far as everyone saying Cam Newton, man, he, and they're starting to fit him into different systems. That team needs a quarterback, and then at the end of the day, though, I'm still thinking the Panthers need a quarterback too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that it's Cam Newton, Newton by any any means. If he couldn't make it work with Turner as a as a coordinator, yeah. and that's a that's a quarterback friendly guy, then I just don't think that he is a, a a good quarterback. And I think that his strengths ended up getting to him and later in his career because his strengths were power running and and being able to run up the middle as a quarterback, being yeah. a physical quarterback. And as injuries start to wear you down, and all you saw towards the end of his career is Cam on his back yelling at the at the referees for personal fouls. And once you see that, then you're you know. That's his mind was more stuck on that. So using all that frame of thought, his time in Carolina to me, I think, is done. But also, I don't know if Carolina's found how secure can you be because they need a, a respectable quarterback because they have so many nice pieces. They do young receivers. I mean, the best running back in the in the league, I think. And I think that's a credit to Kyle Allen. The DJ Moore is still a really good fantasy receiver. You know, he hasn't fallen off the face of the earth. Curtis Samuel is a guy you can put in your flex, and he might score for you. You know, that's where I've been excited about with Kyle Allen is he at least looks like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, you know, he gets and that was it. a really close game against the Packers. He, he played, gets it. Yeah, he's. I'm not saying I see big things for him, but he surprised me. Like I actually think he's a competent player now. He's might have earned uh, more time. You know, more yeah. chance. And I guess we'll see how this year ends, but. But if, say, he played at the level he's playing at now, 
he might have earned himself some more time because it's hard to move on from that and start gambling again. So I hope that we've earned your time. We have more picks. We have more fantasy goodness. We have a little bit of everything. Coming up the next hour and 15 minutes, we're going to drop some max plays. I have another teaser that's going to make your bookie cry on this Sunday morning. Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. You know what that sound is. That's the jams of one Andrew Carlson at Carlson Radios, where you can find them on the front of Max and Magazines, where you can find them also, ladies. <laughs> 713-780-3776. Welcome back to Moneyline. The squad is in the building. My partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5. My man Renzo out there making sure all the calls get routed, making sure that the podcast gets put up correctly. It's a team effort around here, but we also need you, the listeners, the fantasy questions, the, the gambling aspects, everything you have for us. Those lines are open. 713-780-3776. Get it off your chest. Let's get into some more games. Let's do it. We uh, we kind of started teasing this game last segment, and uh, it's the Falcons going to Carolina. Carolina favored by four. We were talking about Kyle Allen looking pretty good against the Packers. What I want to know is which Atlanta team's real, Jerry? The one that came out and jumped up and beat the Saints last week, or you know the the pile of garbage they've been for most of the year. I don't expect last week, obviously, yeah. but okay. Let's reword that. Maybe we do expect last week from the Falcons. I don't expect last week from the opponent. Let's say that. Yeah. I don't expect the opponent to come out so flat. But if we look at last week, that's who we thought the Falcons would be. Maybe not so much on defense because they ended up matching their season total yeah. in one game yeah. on sacks. But just for an overall standpoint, we didn't. we've never thought that the Falcons were going to be so bad. And maybe that's why the number caught up to us because we still think that they're that 28-3 team, you know, the one that lost that lead. We think that they're still that same team. And when you look at what they did in the offseason, they try to sturdy up the offensive line to help Matt Ryan. And you look at their weapons and you say, hey, there's Julio, there's Ridley, Hooper's going off. So where is the problem? Where is the problem at? Well, I think this week at running back, it's going to be Brian Hill. What, what's your favorite Brian Hill moment, Jerry? Well, Josh found the problem. <laughs> Josh has found the problem. Yeah, so Brian Hill's going to be at tailback today. I actually have him as a guy you can start just because I think he's going to get a decent workload here. And, you know, Freeman's banged up. He's going to miss a couple weeks, and Brian Hill's going to be the guy. He was the big waiver wire claim guy this week because a lot of people need running backs towards the end of the year. I, I think Austin Hooper's banged up too. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, if he, yeah I'm not is. sure if he's going to go. So, I mean, this one's a little tricky. He's out, I believe. Yeah, so. I think he is. So, so Brian Hill looks like he's going to be the guy. And I mean, of course, you're rolling with Julio, but I don't know. I kind of let's look at the total of this one here, Jerry. It's a it's a 48 and a half. I don't know. You feel like this would be a high scoring game? 
that's what I don't know how the Falcons are going to establish what they want to do and do it consistently without a running game. Yeah. That's what scares me here. Now, you look at that backfield. King John Barner is going to be the number two guy, and he's a special team guy. He's also going to be the number two running back. So how are they going to attack this? Did the Falcons finally figure something out by taking away the 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 play calling, the defensive play calling responsibilities from Dan Quinn? Because last week was the first week that he didn't have those responsibilities. They went to Jeff Olbrich and Raheem Morris. Yep. And that's when all the sacks came. So is it maybe a locker room thing where the defense was tired of playing that Dan Quinn type defense and saying, let's change this up because we know that a Dan Quinn type defense was real funnel and they gave up everything underneath, yep. everything to the running back, give them all the receptions. We'll use our athletic ability and, and speed to tackle. But when you don't even have that speed to tackle anymore and you're getting beat all over, it would turn into a disaster. No doubt. Well, obviously, we're expecting Carolina to really establish Christian McCaffrey today. Yeah. You know, that's that's. That's what they do every week. How amazing has he been from a fantasy perspective? I mean, you just start him and don't even think about it. He's like having one and a half fantasy players. He's like a great fantasy running back, but he's also a a good fantasy receiver all wrapped up into one player. All right, let's move it along. And this one's by four, Carolina's favorite. Do you you think they cover that before we move on? I'm not so much on that. And we we just spoke in the break, you and I, about maybe attacking props on this game. This is that DJ Moore blow-up spot. I think this is big-time DJ Moore. He has coming up back a couple. Coming off back-to-back 100-yard performances, right? Ten targets, averaging over four of his last four, uh, two of his last four games, he's had ten targets. DJ Moore has been incredible, especially in a PPR. I mean, his targets are off the chain. What's interesting is he, they're not even look at him in, in the red zone. It's always Curtis Samuel that they're going to in the red zone. That's their guy. DJ Moore just he never gets these targets, but. He still comes through for you without scoring. So I'm actually starting him today. He's he's in, on one of my PPR teams, and it's a bye week, so I need him. I'm, I'm very confident in him today. Hopefully you get positive aggression because he's been in the end zone only one time, <laughs> right? But it's Samuel on the opposite end that leads the team in completions of 20-plus yards. Yeah, he's the big play guy. He's the red zone guy. And he's not a big guy of stature, which is kind of you know not what you would think. DJ Moore is the bigger dude, but... You know, I think Greg Olson gets a lot of those red zone looks as well. So we'll see. I think that'll be a good one today. Let's move on. This one's big in the division for the Texans. Jacksonville versus the Colts. Looks like Brissett's coming back. Colts going to be kind of back to themselves. But Nick Foles coming back. This is actually kind of an exciting game for just to get an idea of what these teams look like now. What do you expect in this one? The game's in Indy. I don't know what to expect from either quarterback. That's the yeah. thing about it. Which Nick Foles are we going to get? Is it is he just going to be able to plug and play and let's get things going and Jacksonville's defense or offense is going to be just magically fixed or is he going to take a little bit to get going? I don't know. He's got to be a little rusty, right? He has and to I, be. And I mean I wonder how that affects DJ Shark going forward, right? Because a different quarterback, is he going to favor him as much? So that you have but, to worry about that a little BDN, bit. But BDN, he's a superhuman. That's Nick yeah. No, I mean, this one's tricky. This is one of those games where I kind of just want to see what's going to happen before I you know, have to put my money on it because I don't know what to expect here. I expect uh, maybe a slow start to this game. Yeah. I'm leaning a under first half. That's actually a good play. Feels like maybe a Leonard Fournette game, right? Exactly, and he's been getting the touches, and he's due for positive aggression as far as getting in the end zone. I like Leonard Fournette today. 
I do too. And Andrew, we'll get to the injuries a little later when the, the active and actives come out. But T.Y. Hilton, it's not looking like he's going to go, right? Oh, he's definitely not going today. Yeah, so that's a big thing for them. So uh, maybe Pascal, that's know, what get him in there. 99% of the snaps last week, target 7, air yards 85, leaving the Colts all the way around. That's why we told that guy, this isn't a time to get cute. If you have Pascal, you have to consider yourself lucky. Now you're trying to get real, real lucky, trying to – Fit in a tight end at the uh, at the flex position. So let's move along, man. Yeah, let's do it. Denver, Minnesota, man. Minnesota jumped up, beat the Cowboys last week. Had an you know, impressive performance. Denver, we know they're not any good, but it's a big number, Jerry. Ten points, and Minnesota's at home, favored by ten. Over unders at forty and a half. Anything you like about this one? This is teaser material. I think you can tease this, bring it down to that three-point range. This week, when lines are tough and nothing really just shines at you, you start looking at teasers and trying to get two key numbers. I think this is one of those examples. Now, if you look at Zimmer since 2014, he's the second most profitable coach under that time, especially in certain spots. If you look at him at home, 31-15 and 15 against the spread. If you look at him uh, in the division, outside division, anywhere you want to look at him, he makes money. So, Look for Minnesota to win this game comfortably, but that back door might be open at a time. So I'm just, it scares me a Fangio defense coming at Cousins. But Kirk Cousins, what is it, a 15 to 1 touchdown interception ratio on this run? Yeah, and, you know, no feeling today. So, and that's what scares me. And that's what, that's exactly what scares you because you ask, can Diggs do. Enough on what? Well, well, Chris Harris. That's the problem, right? That Chris Harris is probably going to lock him down. So then you're going to lean on the run a lot on this in this game. So then you're making it a a slow moving game, a game that where if it's moving at that kind of pace and you don't know if Denver can move the ball, then you start leaning on points, taking points, and and I'm not saying take them, but I'm saying uh, that's how you do the math. Now that you and I break this game down, you start thinking, oof. Taking 10 points in a game that might hit 41, 43 points, that's the remedy for a win. But I can't do it. We're halfway there, and we're living on the edge. We'll be right back. Moneyline ESPN 97.5.